0: Into another edition of Coach Time. I'm your host, John Lyons. I've been off for a few weeks, but I'm back here at it. And I want to spend a few minutes talking about the biggest story, not just in the NFL, but maybe in sports as a whole right now. And that's the future of Patriots head coach Bill Belichick. There's been a lot of really kind of negative reports and word out about his future with the team as they're 3 and 11 and have a losing record overall since Tom Brady left the team after the 2019 season. This was a season that with Bill O'Brien coming as offensive coordinator, I think a lot of people including the team expected that they would be very similar to what they were in 2021, which was a 10-win playoff team with a productive Mac Jones. Max jo- Mac Jones has been a disaster this year for the Patriots. He was benched a few weeks ago. Bailey Zappi has started the last two games. Patriots won one against Pittsburgh, lost one against Kansas city. And now with three and 11, they have a pretty good odds to get at least a top three pick. Very well could get the number one pick in the draft this spring. And reports are out there. Like I said, that Bill Belichick could be gone. Some say he will be gone. Some say the decision's not quite there yet. Some say it's already been made. And look for me, if you asked me this question two months ago, I would have said it was probably 10% chance Belichick was gone. If you asked me a month ago, I still probably would have only said about a 30% chance. Now, I'm at about 50-50 because, I mean, look, you're 3-11, and, and I mentioned that Mac Jones hasn't played well at all, really, the last two years, but he was a disaster. This year, the roster, especially offensively, Belichick's been in charge of building the roster. So you see, it's not just the failings of, hey, we don't know if this guy's the right coach. It's the massive failings personnel-wise, especially offensively. For me, though, however, I know I'm 50-50, but a lot of people out there are saying 90% he's gone or more, he's gone or he's definitely gone. The reason I think there's a chance Belichick could come back is if he's willing to accept that someone else will either have a large voice in picking offensive personnel or at least maybe picking them without him, but at least a large voice. If he's willing to accept that, then I think Bob Craft would be willing to have him back for one more year because you can look at defensively when they've picked pretty good personnel, which they have over the last five years, they're one of the best defenses in the NFL. Not perfect, but without their two best players, they're one of the best defenses in the nfl and they've continued that they 27 points for his KC wasn't great but seven of those were set up by a bailey Zappi interception which gave the chiefs the ball inside the 10 yard line and it's just one of those things where you see that defense play as well as it has i could see the crafts looking at it and say well if we get the personnel offensively bill o'brien and the combination of him and belichick will coach it up enough that they'll have a productive offense because this defense Patriots play 14 games this year. I would argue this defense has played well enough to win 11 of them, at least, you know, maybe 12. Uh, the only games I look at where the defense really didn't, in my opinion, play well enough to win were the second Miami game, the Washington game. They only gave up 20 points, but Washington was nine of 17 on third down, moved the ball pretty well. And then this chiefs game, I think was kind of on the fence, but I would say at least 11 of them. The problem is their offense has not been able to, in some of these games, not been able to score at all, but they haven't even been able to really do the minimum. And I think a large part of that's personnel. So I think if he's willing to accept that, I could see the crafts being open to him coming back. Now, if he doesn't accept it, then I think there could be a change. But I I think with Belichick and all he's put in for the organization, I think the crafts take that seriously. And I also think they look at the defense and say, okay, this has the proper personnel and it's good. Special teams, doesn't have the proper personnel, especially a kicker, which is Belichick's fault. Offense doesn't have the proper personnel, Belichick's fault. And I'm not telling you those units have been perfectly coached. I think the special teams need to change in in coordinator. So whoever's head coach next year, I think you you need a new special teams coordinator. This is three years in a row now. The special teams has been among the worst in the league. But I think if he's willing to accept someone else having a large voice and picking offensive personnel, the Crafts will be open to keep bringing them back. And, And even he was open to last year, Bringing in Bill O'Brien, right? A large voice on offense. Now, the next step is, I think, a large voice on offensive personnel. And I wouldn't be surprised if, even if he stays, if there's a shakeup in the offensive, excuse me, in the personnel side of things. And maybe it's a scouting shakeup, maybe it's Matt Groh's level, level below Matt Gro, but. I could see there being some sort of shakeup there because 2022 draft has given the Patriots almost nothing and their free agent signings over the last couple of years have been really iffy. I mean, the Jacoby Myers or Juju Smith Schuster swap really stands out, but it goes beyond that. And like I said, the 2022 draft, you have almost nothing to show for that. Cole strange has been inconsistent. Marcus Jones was hurt this year. He looked okay last year as a returner, but that's really a Taquan Thornton has been a disappointment. Jack Jones isn't even here anymore. So the, the offensive linemen they took on day three of that draft have not contributed at all. So I, I think it's something that maybe we could see a change in the personnel department, but I think, look, it, I, that's why I say it's 50 50 because I think there's a lot of reasons where you could say, Hey, yes, you've had a long run of success, but I mean, look at the last four years, look at the offense and the state of it, look at the special teams and I could justify the crafts making a move and, whether it's promoting Gerard Mayo, hiring someone outside, whatever, I could justify them making a move. But the other side of it is maybe they'll look at it and say, hey, you clearly somehow have lost some sort of touch picking offensive players. Not that they were ever great at picking skill players, but they always brought in solid offensive linemen. They were always able to find some solid skill players. I mean, they were great at drafting tight ends through the first 15 years of the dynasty. And receivers, they would always find solid contributors, whether it was, you know, Julian Edelman, a late round draft pick or Dion branch, a second round pick or free agent signings like Danny Amendola, Chris Hogan as a restricted free agent, things like that, or trades. They were always able to find that and they haven't as of late. So I do wonder if the crafts look at that and say, something's different here, let's fix what's different. And we'll keep you on as head coach. Cause I do think the crafts would like to see bill get the wins record here. Sure. But more importantly, I don't think they want to see Bill leave and then go win a Super Bowl somewhere else like Tom Brady did. Like, if he went to Dallas or if he went to the Chargers, those rosters are good enough. He could walk in and potentially win a Super Bowl. And I think they're really cognizant at Patriot Place of, hey, we let Tom Brady go and he won a Super Bowl right away without us. And we haven't done anything since. So, and for Belichick too, like, the six Super Bowl wins, the nine appearances as head coach. I think that buys you a measure of job security, but here's the problem. If you look at the last six years, right? He benches Malcolm Butler in a Super Bowl, which played a big role. Not the only reason you lost, but played a big role in it. He lets Tom Brady go. Matt Patricia and Joe Judge are in charge of the offense in 2022 and it's a disaster. And then this year, they're three and 11. So any one of those four, could have gotten a lot of other coaches out there fired. Two out of those four would have gotten most coaches in the NFL fired. And even if you want to take the Malcolm Butler one out of it cuz they won the Super Bowl the next year, just look at the three most recent. You let your starting quarterback go, the greatest of all time, and he wins a Super Bowl the next year. Then you put two guys with a combined one year offensive coaching experience, and that was Matt Patricia being Dante Scarnecki's assistant 15 years ago or more. So you put two guys with almost no offensive experience in charge of the offense and it fails. And then you're three and 11. So any one of those three would have gotten pretty much any other coach in the NFL fired. Instead, he's been able to survive so far, all three, definitely survived the first two. And so far he has survived the third. So that's where, like, I think his winning bought him a measure of job security, but I think we're past that now. And now I think it comes down to, all right, if they want to make a move, I can see it and I can justify it. If not, and they want to stick around, I think they got to give him, hey, there's going to be someone else with a large voice in picking offensive personnel. And if he accepts that, then fine. And maybe they go that route, but that's why to me, I'm 50, 50 on it. I think if you asked me two months ago, 90%, he's going to be here. Asked me a month ago, 70%, he's going to be here. I've come down 50, 50. I think there's compelling arguments on both sides and I wouldn't be shocked. These last three games, the Patriots go three and O and they finish six and 11 and the offense looks a little better. Maybe the crafts can say, Hey, we just got to fix the talent there. We'll be okay. If they lose all three or lose two out of the three, maybe they'll look at it and say, you know what? We just need a wholesale change because this offense needs to start over from rock bottom. This special teams needs to start over from rock bottom. And we need to take a good defense we already have and give it some good pieces to complement it because they really haven't played much complementary football all year. So right now, I'm 50-50 on Bella check on take a quick break here on Coach Time. Word from our sponsors, and I'll be right back. Welcome back in to Coach Time. Thank you to our sponsors for that quick word. The other biggest story in sports, besides the future Bill Belichick, is Shohei Otani in his 10-year, $700 million contract with six hundred and eighty million billion deferred. So he's getting $2 million a year for 10 years, and then I get $680 of it in the 10 years after he finishes this contract. And look, I think this is, up front, first 10 years, an amazing deal for the Dodgers. Now, it's going to hurt them those second 10 years. The goal is, I think, in these 10 years, they win two or three World Series, and then they can look back on it and be fine with it. It is going to hurt them in those second 10 years. But up front, look, I give Otani a lot of credit for deferring that amount of money. And look, I know he's going to get paid a lot of money anyway. We know, hundreds of millions of dollars. And his off-the-field earnings are bigger than pretty much any other athlete in the world, right? So that he can also afford to do it. So he's going to be making his fair share of money. But this now allows... The Dodgers, we saw them trade for and extend. Tyler Glass now, that's a move that if they were paying him $70 million a year up front, maybe they wouldn't be able to do. Even the rich Dodgers maybe wouldn't be able to do that. So this move allows them to do that. And I think now you have a Dodgers team. Look, they've won a World Series with this group, the, the non-Ohtani group. They've won a World Series, which... so Well, I'm not going to take that away from... I know it was a shortened COVID year. I get it. But every team dealt with the same circumstances, and they still won. But now... We've talked, we're talking about a team that outside of that year, a lot of disappointments. They lose in seven games in the World Series in 2017. They lose in five games in the World Series in 2018, right? We've seen them lose in the NLDS. We've seen them have these great regular seasons only for early exits. We've seen them lose in the NLCS. So we've seen all these different ways that they've lost over the last 10 years outside of that one championship. I think this, though, puts them over the top. To win multiple World Series in the next 10 years. Because now you're talking about a top three in your lineup of Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, and Shohei Otani. Not only is that the best top three of a lineup in the MLB right now, that's one of the best top threes in the lineup in MLB history. And then now you have a rotation. So you add Tyler Glass now. There are still some questions there because they have a lot of injuries. But over the next few years in your rotation, you're going to have Glass now, Otani once he's healthy. Dustin May, Walker Buehler, Tony Gonsolin, like all these guys that have either are injured now or have been injured will be coming back at some point this season or next season to pitch. And when I say this season, I mean 2024, but in 24 or 25 to pitch. So I think this is a team now that is going to be, all those maybe, I don't want to even call them weaknesses, but it felt like before they were missing that one play or that one key thing to win multiple World Series. Now with Otani, they're going to have that in one guy. and now they have glass now, too. and they're going to have all these pitchers coming back healthy over the next couple of years. So look, I think there's a team that in the next ten years, they're going to win multiple World Series, really, no doubt in my mind, I think Otani is going to be a major driving force of that. And it's exciting for baseball too, because this is a guy in Otani who best player in the sport, one of the most exciting players in the history of the game hasn't played in the playoffs in his MLB career because the Angels just could not get out of their own way, despite his greatness and despite Mike Trout's greatness. Of course, Trout has been hurt a lot as well, but he's finally going to be able to play some October baseball, meaningful September baseball and October baseball, and I think some early November baseball as well, and I think that's going to be awesome to see. I think you know we're going to have a budding rivalry over the next five years of the Dodgers and Braves, two great cores of players on, on each side competing for World Series. I bet you they're going to see each other in the NLCS more than once over the next five or six years. It's going to be just an awesome thing for baseball. I think to have Otani in October. And baseball is unpredictable enough that even though this Dodgers roster, this lineup is amazing, the roster's great, and I mentioned the pitch will be coming back. It's still not like the 2017-18 Warriors that you knew if they just stayed healthy, they'd win it all. There's just enough unpredictability where the Braves could beat them in an NLCS. Or maybe the Astros could beat them in a world series, or the Yankees who just acquired Juan Soto could beat them in a world series. And we'll see where Yoshinobu Yamamoto goes because that's going to have a big impact if he goes to the Yankees and adds to a rotation with Garrett Cole and then Carlos Rodon, hopefully on a bounce back year as your third starter. Like that's a huge difference. So it's unpredictable enough that, you know, it's not like, hey, the Warriors are just going to win every year. But I think in the next 10 years, they're going to win multiple world series. And I think Otani's going to be a driving force. So it's a great deal for the Dodgers up front great deal for otani and i think again it's a great thing for baseball to have this guy playing in the postseason so quick episode of coach time today happy to be back like i said a few weeks off we'll be back more and more over the next coming weeks quick episode today though looking forward to the holidays looking for you for listening and until next time have a good one